very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. Welcome to the Bogey Society Podcast, episode 10. We're back, Nick and Brennan. We are here bringing it to you, the Bogey Golfers of America. We're here for you. Nick, what's up? Not too much, my man. We uh, had a nice little weekend in Chicago together, so we uh, we got some good stuff to talk about this week. Yes, sir. Small shout out to Connor Dingwall, our podcast editor, Nick's yeah. younger brother. Apparently, he stays up playing video games till 1 a.m., and then he edits our podcast until 5 a.m., and then it's just then, ready for you guys. Yeah, and then set, gets up and goes to work at 10 o'clock uh, in the morning the next day. I don't know how he does it, but kid's a true legend, and we wouldn't be able to do some of the stuff that we do on here without him, so but major you know, shout out. That's the Bogey Society promise. That's what we're going to do for you. We're going to bring you that good. We're going to bring you that shit you are looking for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Common Man's Golfing Podcast is what we're here for. Hell yeah. All right, Nick, so, you want to tell, uh, tell them where we were at this weekend in Chicago? Yeah, so we uh, slid on over to uh, Five Iron Golf this weekend. Nice little simulator action and uh, got to play a couple of nines on a different couple different courses and had a lot of fun there, man. That place was really, really cool. I, I don't know what I was kind of expecting when I was going there, but it blew away every expectation that I, that I had there. That track man was really sweet and sure. getting your numbers after every time you hit was really awesome. Dude. I think that track man feature actually might be new because I remember go, I went there pre pandemic mm -hmm. and they did not have track mans at every station. I think it was just the full swing simulator, like tracking yeah. system. Gotcha. Now, yeah. They had a, a legit track man on every single one. And they weren't those little baby track mans that right. they just carry and set up on the range. Like it was a big ass box with the track man in it right behind the, the hitting bay. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. Obviously that place is pretty fun in non-pandemic times because it's really fun to be able to go and grab a beer and have some drinks and stuff. But right. they did a great job of having it set up socially distanced. Our bay was nowhere near anybody. We just had a nice kind of like private little corner to ourselves and they let us stay a little bit past close. Nick was just trying to rip drives as hard as he freaking could. Absolutely he got one out there about 275. That was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard as I can possibly get it out there. <laughs> just like sad I to say. You, I, think, I think like two, 260 drive and above is pretty like, that's decently far. You hear a lot of people are like, oh, I can drive at 250 or this or that. Once you get up to like 260, 270, 280, that's ripping the ball. I, but that that's just me swinging completely out of my shoes and I have no control over where yeah. the ball is going. Um, yeah. You know, so like that's just literally swinging as hard as I possibly can into a screen that, you know, the and it bounces right back to me. So it doesn't really matter where it goes. I can't, I can't swing and get that kind of distance consistently with my driver when i'm not in a simulator because i have to worry about where it's going but uh, also, it was nice I, seeing those numbers 
I don't know what was going on with the reading. Like, I don't know if you were hitting a lot of balls today, just coincidentally with a closed club face. Yeah. But like you were getting draws and like uh, little poles almost. Yeah. And, and it was very know. surprising because you never, your never. ball flight never has any left word like, unless it's boomerang and back, you know, it's net, your right. ball does not go left. So that was no. weird to see. I wonder if it was glitching. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on with that because sometimes my when I was we were playing on the courses too, I was just hitting dead straight drives and like I never do that. Like, <laughs> so I mean, like I, I always am banking for my ball to start moving. It's probably because I'm hitting, I, you know, you're hitting the track man or you're hitting the screen and it's going straight into the screen. My ball doesn't start to move until later down in the distance so like you know it's probably just it wasn't catching my yeah. the, the spin off the golf ball which is fine but which uh, actually no it's not fine because a track man costs like twenty thousand dollars and it should be able to read your spin not i mean shit maybe it was coincidentally somehow real but like it seems very unlikely that that was very unlikely legit ball flight exactly. and for a twenty dollar, I, uh, I am slicing. I'm mad slicing out there. You know, I'm like, I, I can't hit a drive without it without it slicing like a piece of ham out there. So, sometimes, um, man, honestly, you've been you hit a lot more like straight balls or baby fades than you used to. You, yeah, I think that has to do with my the driver that I have and being yeah. able to change settings on it. It used um, to be a banana cut. Yeah, and now it's like more of a baby fade. Yeah, I've definitely gotten a little more control over it. Like I said, I think before it was definitely the settings uh, that are not having settings. And I now have a 12 degree loft on my driver and I have a stronger grip. So my big banana slice is now turned into kind of like a bit uh, like a little cut, which How is many nice. How many of loft did your old driver have? 10. So I went up oh, yeah, to. I think I have a 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, and that's pretty much like the normal for everyone. I don't. I just grabbed that club off of a clearance yeah. rack at Carl's because I had broken my old driver. So, and I I love my new driver now. That Titleist is sick. So, and you weren't like, you weren't looking for a driver that had like that degrees of loft though, right? No, I didn't even. To be honest with you, I didn't even realize that it had a twelve degree loft until after I'd bought it on bought it and brought it to a golf course i was just like looking at the bottom it was like 12 degree loft i was like oh shit but that that furthers my my conspiracy that carl's golf land put something in their golf balls to make them go straight because oh. when i was at carl's golf land as you've been hearing so far in the first couple of minutes here i have a massive slice so i was hitting this driver on at carl's golf land on the demo day there and i could not slice the ball save my life every single ball straight as an arrow down right down the middle and i'm like wrap it up like i'm buying this no question this thing just cured my slice like i don't have to change anything did you start trying to hit slices like what the yeah i was trying to hit the slice i was like opening my feet like weak stance like or weak grip on my club trying to create the slice and it just wouldn't happen i was just piping everything straight i literally like walked into the counter i was like i'm buying this right now and they're like oh great and so next day I go to the golf course with it and I'm like I'm like hyping it up I'm telling my friends I'm like watch this I'm about to pound this thing down the middle of this fairway like not a not a chance this thing slices I, I fixed the slice right first first tee shot 
huge slice into the other other fairway and I'm like oh my god no <laughs> so I have a huge theory that Carl's Golf Land put something in their golf balls to make the ball go straight so that you purchase their club from them maybe before you tested that driver they they spread a little layer of Vaseline over the face without letting you know <laughs> yeah this is possible they, they do take up. the club from you before you demo it and they bring it in the back so it is feasible oh, I don't know they they vaseline that boy up and then yeah they had to have. said you are not going to hit a slice right i was and i was pounding it i was like I, i've never been so convinced to buy a golf club in my life that than that day that's uh, really weird i want dude honestly though son, you said the same or a similar thing before about three woods just like mm-hmm. that you have hella trouble hitting three woods so for some trouble. reason so and you trouble. would like test it and be ripping it at the range and then didn't you bought that RBC three wood, right? And then you took. So I was ripping that thing. Fucking hit it. Yeah, so I was ripping that thing, and Max had had it too, and so I was ripping Max's. And anytime I needed a three wood, I would just hit Max's because, I, like I said, I couldn't. I can't find a three wood that like I can hit consistently. I'm either topping it or just whatever. I just I can't hit a three wood. It's a weird. And killer. and so whatever I was at Carl's, I was hitting hitting uh, three woods there found you know, the rbz and i was hitting it really good there and then i was using max's and then max bought me one for christmas and i was like beautiful like i'm about to just start killing Dude, this what thing what the fuck is up with max and buying people expensive ass golf clubs i don't know bro yeah he bought marcus those mac daddy uh wedges and i was so jealous i was like how are you about to buy me an rbz that costs like 45 dollars on, <laughs> on ebay wait, you wait, can go buy him like two hundred dollar wedges, like get out of here. <laughs> the same year when when you and Max got the clubs, you both got. Yeah. Damn. So, but I, I also bought. We bought him clubs too. So I bought him like not nearly a good like a cool like I think it's a cool club. It's like one of those like wedge things around the green. So like you can use it and you hit it like a putter and the putter it looks like a putter, but the, the face of it like angled or whatever. And club. yeah, it's a chipper. And I bought it for him and Marcus, and they never use it. But at I'm about Brandon to... Sullivan, my boy fucking Brandon. Brandon Sullivan has that little chipper, mm-hmm. and he uses that thing around the greens all the time, and it makes me yeah. so angry because it works. And it works. Those things are money, bro. It's just upsetting. It's very upsetting for me. I love that thing. I, I was actually, when I was buying them for Max and Marcus, I was at the store like hitting it or whatever. And my first shot went in the hole from like, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet or some shit. And they, it was a, an employee walking by and he goes, you got to buy it now. I was like, it's not for me, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't use this cheater golf club, basically. It's not a cheater golf club. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not. I don't give a shit. We're not on the tour. You're right, but... So would you be using you? Can I catch you using the spin doctor out there? Fuck yeah, it's gonna give me uh, a huge amount of spin off my ball. Hell yeah. Okay, you're saying this, but you would not use either of those clubs. If I had the chipper, I would use it. Oh, what? Then why didn't you buy yourself one? Because I've heard I was already buying two of them. <laughs> they were like forty five dollars each, and I was like, damn, I ain't got, I ain't trying to drop that kind of money on three clubs right now. <laughs> I feel you. Though. I feel you for real. Dude, honestly, real quick, I just want to give a little more love to Five Iron, a little free advertising, because that place is a great resource right now during the pandemic. It's sick that they're open and socially distanced. They have rental clubs, top of the line, like newest stuff. 
they got women's, they got juniors, they got lefties, they got everything that you could need. So they also have a little short game area. So if you live in New York, Maryland, what's the city? One of the cities in Maryland has it, I think. Chicago. And then Chicago. And I think there's one more location. Philly has it too. That's where it is. Oh, Philly. Philly. Check them out. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool, uh, cool to be there. It was, uh, like you said, it, it was all kind of sectioned off. So you had your own kind of like private area and you didn't really have to worry about anyone. And it, it was, it was really cool. And they, they gave us free waters and stuff like that. So they, they were really accommodating of, of everything that you needed there. And then after they closed, we even like got to wait inside for like five, 10 minutes while we waited for our Uber and stuff. And they, you know, eventually had to kick us out of there, but they, the everyone there was really nice. So yeah. Big shouts, big shouts to Five Iron. So before we transfer to the PGA, I just have one more Five Iron related thing because I, I was so horrible in that golf simulator on, simulator on Saturday night. Like me and Nick have played some rounds and I have shot some high scores. Like we're talking hundies. We're talking triple digits. No problem. We're talking clearing triple digits like by several strokes. I'm not shooting no <laughs> 101. Like we're talking... <laughs> 106, 107, 108. I'm having a bad season. For some reason last night, I or on Saturday night, I could not hit the golf ball, man. I couldn't hit it. The first club I grabbed out of the bag when we set up the range on there was my eight iron. And I shanked three <laughs> eight irons in a row. Absolutely shanked off the toe. Just outer space right. N- nowhere off the ground. 80 yard eight iron ridiculous so that's my first swing then i'm like all right let me try a pitching wedge because that's kind of more my go-to terrible i think i hit two good ones shank 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 driver i was whiffing on the driver i was cold topping i was topping the ball so hard it wasn't even doing the thing where it kind of like shoots out a few yards it was literally just like falling off the tee because i topped it so aggressively now, this yeah. did not have me in the best mental state, my friend, if I don't know if you recall, but I was slightly frustrated. I was trying to keep it positive because, like, I don't want to ruin your experience, but I was yeah. I was upset. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see it. it's not fun, man. Like, no. who wants to do that? That's just not fun at all. Anyways, I was so fucking frustrated that I booked a lesson at Five Iron. <laughs> so I'm taking a lesson on Friday and, like, I'm <laughs> I'm hoping this coach can just give me some like some basic things that I can like lock into my brain and be confident about and sure of because when you're stepping up to every shot and you just feel you just think I'm stepping up to the ball and I feel like I'm going to top or chunk it (laughs) like or shank it I don't not even like I feel like I'm gonna slice or whatever I feel like I'm going to duff the ball every time. And that just can't be my mindset if I want to, if I want to shoot in the eighties this season. Right. You're a hundred percent right. And it was definitely um, frustrating to watch you do that. I was trying (laughs) very hard not to laugh at you because I don't, you know, when somebody's hitting bad shots, it's, you know, they're getting angry. And when you laugh at them, they get even more angry. And, you know, I'm trying not to do that, but it was very funny watching you shank shank your first three shots and then i step up with my hybrid and hit it 200 like 10 yards off the, off the deck and you're very upset you just ripped one so aggressively with that seven hybrid like 
which I don't understand why that's the hybrid you have. It really pisses me off that you have that. That's your only hybrid. It's a fucking seven hybrid. And for some reason, you can hit it 170 yards or you can hit it 210 yards. Uh, I'm close to 200. Probably 210 is where I max out with that thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, I worked at a driving range for a while and they were just like throwing clubs away. And they were throwing that away and they threw a three wood away and all these other irons and stuff. And I like, was like looking at this shit and I was like, why are you throwing this shit away? Like, I'll take it. And so they're like, they went and threw it all away. Didn't give it to me. I went out after work and grabbed that bitch out of the dumpster. And then I took both the three wood and, and that hybrid. Unfortunately, the three wood ended up breaking because I chunked one really hard and it snapped on me, which sucked. But the hybrid has been awesome. I, I absolutely love that club. If that club was to ever break, I'm buying another one just because like I hit it so well that it just needs to be in my bag. One good influencer to learn how to stop chunking the ball is definitely breaking a breaking a club. Oh, for, for sure. sure. I I'm almost done with my this. Fist. I, I almost broke my wrist on that shot like it, it hurt so bad <laughs> so anyway I was just so mad that like you couldn't laugh at me because like yeah. a few some bad shots or th- even a bad day like you can be laughing at somebody but when it's to the extent where like I it, it's taken me like six seven strokes to get to the green like it was ridiculous <laughs> it was honestly despicable and an embarrassing display. And then we're thinking like, we can't have me out here running a, a golf page with you and shooting hundies, man. Yeah, this is facts. It's not dude. going. Yeah, this is facts. Because it's I'm going to be going. posting some low numbers this year. And Definitely. you are going to have to, you're going to have to get, get a little lower to try and keep it competitive. Because if you don't, I'm going to start having to give you like 20 strokes. And that's just, that's just no fun for no, anyone. It's not. I mean, it's like, not. Like, I, it would be nice if you could give me, like, six shots and it would be competitive, honestly. Yeah. That, that would be fire. And that would mean I would probably be shooting in the 80s most of the time. And, like, I would mm-hmm. be so down with that, dude. I, yeah. And it's just – it's it's purely because, like, a lack of practice also. For sure. So 100%. The goal is I take this lesson. I take mm-hmm. probably – I take a, a few – a couple more. Maybe mm-hmm. I take one a month until like the summer. And then yep. once it's warm enough, I just set out, set up my net and like, mm-hmm. I just grind on right. what she's showing me. Cause I'm not that worried about the short game, honestly. Like I can, yeah. I can figure it out with that. I've already started mm-hmm. to figure out my chipping more. Cause I've been chipping hella inside. Mm-hmm. Like I chipped okay at the five iron. Yeah. I didn't yeah, that put, was an issue. I didn't putt like disgustingly. The putting was fucking hard on that simulator. The putting was despicable at five iron. That, that was the toughest portion that, of the whole thing. That's not on five iron. That's on full swing golf simulators. But and what's sure. crazy is that full swing golf simulators is the best simulator. It's the top of the line. Like yeah, yeah, it's the best one. And that's just the putting just can't like yeah, it's impossible. I did I did hold two putts, which I was proud of, yeah, but that that putting was very difficult, and po- I posted a very high score because of the putting situation. Dude, you have to like it's just so hard to read the speed, and that's like you have to you have to imagine as if you're the first six feet of the green are like what's in front of you on the on the on the like maps before the screen because right. then it hits the screen and it travels like whatever distance based on how fucking hard yeah. it is right and if you don't hit the line like perfectly oh, you're done you're done and that's and i and i think the reason you have to allow 
it's either like player or computer decides gimmies, but then the lowest preset gimme is six feet, which in reality is a huge gimme, but right. I think it's six feet of space between the screen and the T. So that's right. maybe why that's the least one perhaps. Right, something. right. No, it was, it was tough, but that, 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 like I said, five iron, it was, it was really cool, but well, anyway, I'm happy, that, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you around. getting these lessons. I think it's gonna, this is gonna help your game. And then, like you said, hopefully when the weather starts to turn, you can start beating the mat a little bit, and that's gonna make you a little more consistent. And then, uh, when me and you can start playing consistently, and you get get a get out all the time, uh, that's gonna, it's also gonna help your score. Playing only a couple times a year is definitely a hard thing to yeah. maintain a, a, an eighty average when you only get to play uh, under ten times a year. So. Man, I think I, I played I played a round of golf without you. Maybe I think I played four rounds without you. Yeah. I yeah. played with one of my coworkers. Played two with my dad, mm-hmm. and I played one with Max. Right. And I think every other round of golf I played was with you, and yeah. I don't hit. And I only I hit balls twice. Like I just went to yeah. a driving range two times the entire yeah. season. Which that is just ain't gonna cut it. She ain't gonna cut it. But that's why, so, dude, I finally, like, I folded on the net because in Chicago, in the city, that's what you got to do. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Um, now we have a practice setup. Especially when I'm playing three, four times a week. Like, you yeah. just, you don't, you don't stand and, a chance. And practicing, like, it's so easy for you to go for balls or chip and putt at a practice green. Like, right, yeah. So. Anyway, and now if you, if you're here in Chicago, we got to, you have a practice set up at my crib too, you know, like. Yeah. So even though it's time yeah. to go play, we'll have somewhere to like practice for sure. Yes. All right, so, let's move on to the PGA. Right. Yes. So the boys were were back out in uh, back out in Hawaii this week, and they uh, we had a nice nice winner of Kevin Na getting the job done on the final day. I believe he shot a sixty one nine under final day from what I saw. I could be yeah. wrong though. Chris Kirk was one was one short stroke of him. Kevin had to say nah. You didn't that, was, so, oh, that was so lame. Man, <laughs> man that just did not hit, but whatever, whatever. I'm sure that joke has been made it ten thousand times. So not that creative. But on the real, shout out Kevin Nah. I love his I love his early walk-ins. It's so yes. I love his walk-ins. He's a very funny guy to watch out there uh, on uh, on tour. He pounds the ball. He's a purist with his irons and stuff like yeah. that. So he's how tall do you uh, think Kevin Nah is? Kevin Nah, I'd say he six. Looks kind of short, right? No, bro. I think no? he's like six two. He's five eleven. Damn, bro. I always thought yeah, he looked man. short on TV. He's fucking five eleven. That's like he's my height. Wow. I swear to. I don't know why. I always. Well. Maybe it's just like his like shoulder. He kind of has like no, bro. Why does he look short? I don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever, whatever. So congratulations to him. Yeah, congratulations to him. That's uh, I think that's his fifth win on tour. How much bread bread he take? Do you think he took home? One point six. He took home one point six. I think I don't know. That that was was, you just asked me how much I thought, and and I was thinking. What do you think Kevin Na's career earnings are? Wait, should we Uh, save this for for fan or foe? Yeah, save it for fan or foe because I know the answer to that. So do have to talk about Newman because Newman is on an absolute fucking heater right now. He is back to back tournaments in the top three he lost in a playoff last week and and then he finishes that up with a t3 this week i mean 
and he sank a eagle putt on 17 to get to 19 under or an eagle chip in sorry oh wow um to to get to 19 under but Kevin Na was uh also you know one one hole behind him and was able to get a birdie to win it on 18 but I mean the kid's on fire right now that's just unbelievable Joaquin Neiman not Joaquin Newman that's my dog's name Joaquin Neiman he's dope he's a little product of Chile Chile Mm -hmm, I wonder mm -hmm. if these Hawaiian condition conditions I'm not sure where he's from in Chile maybe it's like nice and tropical and and this is his shit, like Hawaii. A yeah, I don't know, so. but he's he's he is on fire. He, I w- I've been seeing a lot of pictures of him because he's been hitting a lot. They've been showing him a lot. He's an ugly motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> looking at his face, he is ugly. But he's no, really good at golf. It's fine though. So like, <laughs> he's really good at golf, but yo, he is ugly. He his swing also is crazy. Like. His when you look at him at the point of impact, his head is sideways and like uh, yeah. down and like I know. he's so he's, he's trying to get every amount of torque he can out of his body, which is wild, but it's like it works. All, all this, like his chest goes from here yeah. to just like beneath him. And yeah. Wah! It's crazy. He's, he's a contortist. I, I don't know what that guy's yeah. going on, but you're right. His head is like basically touching the ground while he's finishing with his. I feel like he's that, he probably, that dude's got to be hella flexible, man. Like, yeah. I just wonder if that's going to end up hurting him in the long run with how violent his swing is. It could. Um, I mean, you never know with the back, but if, or whatever part of him, shit. <laughs> but yeah, right. That, whatever. But. If he stays loose, honestly, is stretching and flexibility is such a good way to prevent injuries. Oh, so for sure. That's um, but that's great. Shout out. He's young too, so yeah. Oh yeah, young buck, young buck. So let's move on to some more JT news. Wait, unfortunately Rocky for him, younger than me, bro. Is he? Is he twenty yeah. two? He's almost Damn, a year dog. younger than me. November seventh, nineteen ninety eight. How does that make you feel knowing that a guy on tour like that's making just bands and you're sitting in your apartment talking about him on a podcast? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Looking at musicians too, that's how I feel nowadays. Like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, JT. <laughs> yes, JT. So he loses his sponsorship with Ralph Lauren. They came out and kind of slammed him for real over over statement that they said um i'm not saying that jt didn't deserve to lose a sponsorship right there but that was uh that that was one of his big big sponsors i do think jt's gonna bounce back from this and and he'll probably end up at nike or some shit like that but you know it it was i i do think ralph lauren had to kind of take a stand i'm sure they were getting hit up with a lot of people you know messaging them you know about jt and what he had said um you know it's just never a good look when you've got your top sponsor you know they're paying him a lot of money to be a clean cut guy and this is kind of his second outburst that has gotten him in trouble and you know it's time for them to kind of part ways like the polo image is like clean and classy like that's how they brand and that's what they want and mm-hmm. honestly man like i this i don't know if this is like unpopular in the golf community but i did not really like i figured something was gonna happen to him like i i mean he said he fucked up man he fucked up bad yep. and like a, that company is not gonna sit by uh, like especially in like today's day and age like people people aren't in 2014 when patrick reed did it not that it it shouldn't have been okay but like people cared less i feel like right and, Mm-hmm. now it's a huge it's a huge 
issues. Cancel so culture, bro. Cancel culture. Here's here's the thing though. At Polo is the one who is honestly not going to benefit because he was their biggest guy. He's their money. Oh, for sure. There yeah. nobody wears polo on except like on tour, except like him and it's like Justin Rose, maybe. No, Smiley Kaufman did. Oh yeah, Smiley. Day. Yeah, Smiley. And then another another one, uh, Billy Horschel, I think. Works okay. Yeah. So, like they don't yeah. really have the biggest or best tour staff, and that was their fucking guy, and now he and now right. he's gone. So I understand why they did it. I definitely like that's good. Good for Polo. Like they stood up. They stood up for what they believe in. So uh, JT though is not going to have a problem finding another sponsor in my no, opinion. No, he's definitely not. JT is a bona fide star, and he absolutely made a mistake. But he's definitely going to come out on the other side of this, winning a lot of golf tournaments and winning a lot of money. So I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Nike takes him in under his wing. You know. He's he's probably going to get another huge huge sponsor real soon. Although they did spot him over, he's in Europe right now with Rory, and he was wearing Ralph Lauren today while they were practicing. So there's a maybe Polo will take him back eventually. Like who knows? What's maybe he's going to keep wearing Polo because on he the fits he rocks. Like I feel like he chose Polo because he likes to dress like that. So I was yeah. him going to maybe more of like a Roback or a Peter Millar, like Ooh. a more like, hey, cause also he's rocking foot joy shoes. Like right. Nike's going to give him the check. So if he wants the check Heck. and they offer it to him, like he might just go there. But I think that one of those other companies suits his like style. Oh, sure, for sure. But all right, Nike makes good stuff. It's just it's just whether or not he wants to kind of conform to that, like we talked about with the Masters, how they all kind of form fit all those players to the same kind of outfits. And I feel like JT does like to stand out a little bit um, with what he wears. So you're, you're probably right. He'll probably get, you know, like, like you said, Nike will toss a huge amount of money his way to see if that will persuade him. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went with another high-end company that's yeah. gonna be different. It would be weird seeing JT out there, like in the like athletic fit. You know what I mean? Like the athletic. Right. Fit. Yeah. It would, it would. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. I really have no idea what where he's gonna go, but I'm excited to see what's gonna come his way. Like I said, he's top five golfer in the world, so yeah, he someone's is. gonna pick him up. Like. Okay, Salem, my fucking cat is such a shithead, man. He keeps ripping up my backpack. I hate you, Salem, and all the podcast listeners should hate you too. But anyways, um, JT, I just, he, he needs penance, you know? I mean, like, just, he said that. He's probably just kind of, like, ignorant on the, like, level of yeah. effect, you know? Like, yeah. he, and okay, he did, he fucked up twice by... Right. In an outburst, but like the second time he said he didn't say fuck, he said like right. a slur. So right, right. But we I, like Eamon Lynch wrote a great article about it, and it was just like he's probably he is not a a like disgusting homophobe who's no, like, no, absolutely not. But also like any young golfers that are gay and were watching that, that just reinforces like Eamon Lynch talks about how like he it's he's one of the few like out gay men in the golf world and mm-hmm. any young 
boys that are that happen to be gay and enjoy golf they're going to be like dissuaded because they think that golfers have that mentality which if we want to grow the game that's not the way to do yeah, it's it not so, the way to look at it for sure anyways i do though hope like good things for jt at the end of the day for sure yeah he's he's gonna bounce back for sure so uh let's let's flip over to another somber thing here it's let's 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 slide over to this tiger documentary i haven't Uh, watched it yet yeah but you said you you you've read the book correct i've read the book and i watched like two-thirds of the first episode so so i mean you basically know what's going on it's i will say it was a very interesting watch obviously we were both kind of young when the whole scandal was going on and everything so we didn't really grasp kind of everything that was going on we just saw all the headlines like of all these different women and everything and you know it it was definitely huge huge news but the the documentary itself kind of the first episode kind of upset me because they were dragging tiger's dad down so badly yeah and like i get that tiger's dad was you know very tough on tiger and you know whatever but the guy passed away and you're going to sit there and talk about how he was cheating on his wife and, you know, how hard he was on his kid and everything. And kind of how they talked about Earl was just to me really not tasteful at all. And I just thought it was really rude of HBO to talk poorly about somebody that, you know, Tiger really loved and, you know, you know, drag him down so poorly like that. And that was kind of like in the first episode, but that second episode was uh, all about the scandal itself and everything. And that was very well highlighted with all the women and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was definitely interesting to watch for sure. What was your kind of opinion of it all? Well, so the, just to um, like respond to you on the Earl stuff, I agree. Like, I mean, Earl did not sound like a very good person. So in some ways, and like, I do want a truthful representation of like the reality of how he like treated him, I get treated his son and stuff, I guess. But also like, yeah, I mean, Tiger is, Tiger has like changed a lot now. For and sure. He's a person who like, he's about the people and stuff now and about helping mm-hmm. others and stuff. And so that's just pretty like hurtful for them to yeah like speak so ill of his dead father like his dad died and it's clearly very emotional for him and they don't give a fuck so that's right that's kind of fucked up as for the scandal stuff like i said i didn't watch that episode but i just remember reading in the book about it and like how he didn't he didn't he at first it's like his wife just finds out about this one woman rachel uchitel or whatever right right and then he has to like tell her over the next week that no it's not just her it's like hundreds and hundreds of yes like yeah so it it wasn't good they they had talked about with the the rachel one that the inquiry had found out about it and that they were following him and had taken a bunch of pictures of him and stuff and then they were going to like, they reached out to Tiger's team and be like, look, we kind of have you by the balls here. Yeah. Um, but the the issue was is that the pictures weren't that great. So they couldn't like, like publish it. So they kind of got like a one in one and they were like, listen, we won't put this out if you go on one of our, our, the men's health magazine. And he was like the face of the men's health magazine for, uh, for one of their magazines. And it was kind of yeah, like they paid, paid him off to do that, which, you know, it was pretty crazy to yeah. uh, to have 
to have that if I was Tiger in that situation like they knew what they knew and like you had to go in and do this like I'd be so pissed like and then they they popped his ass anyways yeah and then they popped his ass a couple months later so like it was kind of did Elon just like find out and then because she found out the inquire like ran the story or did they like well I think what what had with the the story came out with the crash and everything so i think oh. elon had found out and then like everything came out after that because then they kind of had the ability to be like hey we can run this shit now like yeah, this is a big story now yeah. we have a, a big portion of what was going on and yeah. then they can kind of publicize it from there and it was just yeah it wasn't it definitely wasn't a good look and but they didn't really I mean, they talked about it at the very, very end of Tiger, like, coming back and starting to play golf again and, like, winning and stuff and kind of talking about his injuries as well. As they were talking about the 2008 U.S. Open win when he basically was playing on two bad knees and no ACL and won the tournament. That was, like, wild. Like, he was just pounding shots and grimacing after every shot, and his caddy was, like, he was like, you should really like this could damage your career. You should stop. You know, we should stop playing in this tournament. And he just looked at him. He was like, would you shut up? Like, I'm going to win this tournament. And then he ended up winning the thing. And it was yeah. like, that's just wild. Shit, man. It, pro- it did damage his career. Like, oh, for that, sure. That mentality and shit. Like, I don't know. He, he just to have to sleep, be sleeping with hundreds of women is something else that is something else how he did not yeah. get caught sooner just earlier like, yeah it, he was living quite the double life Wasn't it, like, or is that an exaggeration that might uh, I, I mean the the ones that he was sleeping with consistently was 14 but i mean there you obviously don't know how of how many that were undocumented and like because they, they were talking about in the documentary about how he would have these call girls that would come to him and he was paying like you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and like 10 women would come to his room. So you mean like that was just like for a weekend, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like that's 10 right there just in one weekend. So like, you know, it's, it wasn't a good look for him. And you're right. He's learned a lot. And like Tigers completely did a 180 and changed and like you i would never expect tiger to do anything like that again and it's crazy um, that that wasn't even like rock bottom it's crazy that rock bottom was then like years later with the dui and shit like oh yeah real rock bottom real rock bottom they were showing footage of that and uh like his uh the police cam and they were asking him questions like where are you going and he was like oh i'm going to like santa monica or some shit like that and he was like sir you're in florida (laughs) i remember that you're in jupiter florida you're not in california man i was a senior in high school when that happened yeah so and wasn't it wasn't a good luck for for good old uh good old tiger there i'm sure he's not thrilled about this documentary i wonder if he's watched it he is 100 for sure not thrilled about it they he refused and everyone on his team refused to be involved part of it because it's negative was, it's very it's no negative. for sure and i was really surprised that they got his previous caddy on there like well they him said and that, Stevie are not cool anymore yeah i i learned that i learned that that him and stevie are not cool at all actually him and the one before that him and fluff like weren't cool for a while either and then tiger like finally just like squashed the beef right but it's just because he was so fucking secretive man like mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. he's so 
Like the paparazzi are fucked up, man. You can't. The oh. famous people can't escape that. You can't have a life. Right, which is part of the reason why you had to be so sneakative and and stuff like that. But so sneakative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go with it. It flew. Dude, it flew out of the mouth. That's all I can do. It's about understanding. So you got it. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't just wasn't a good look for Tiger. Hopefully he can get back on the winning trail here and play some good golf and kind of get this negative attention away from him. What's crazy is how they just like don't they just like skip the fucking Masters win? Like oh but, yeah, well they bring it up literally at the very 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 end of it, very end of it, like last couple minutes, and you're just like mm, okay, thanks. You just drag drag dragged him under the mud for two episodes, and you're just gonna barely bring this up. Like okay, Bro, cool. they should have they should have made the they should have made a third episode that chronicles his like three wins he's gotten since his return. Yeah. Like start yeah. with the tour championship. Mm-hmm. No, start with the playoffs with him just being sick in the playoffs. And then the tour well, championship. would go back to the Zozo or whatever. And then Zozo. the playoffs. And then that was the- random when he won the Zozo. And then yeah. the Masters. And then mm-hmm. he just did it. Yeah. And boom, that's a perfect ending. I completely not agree. That. No, absolutely not. The, this whole documentary is about dragging him down in the dirt. It's and they Merching the fun. Woods name. Yes. So that's what they just did sucks because like his kids are going to see that eventually, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just, that's just so fucked that his kids are going to end up seeing this documentary and like about his whole life like that. And that's they just, so Hopefully they just don't watch it. Yeah. Right. You act like that ain't going to happen. No, well, chance. maybe they know, like, man, they've probably been hearing about this bullshit for so long already. Like, I know, but like to have it like fucking done on HBO as a documentary is a whole different thing than reading an article on Google, you know? Yeah. Yes. So we'll move on to some 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 better stuff now. We we had to get the, had to had to get that get that stuff out of the way. So we'll do fan or foe here real quick. We're gonna start off with DJ. Okay. Good old Dustin Johnson. I mean fan. Just don't yeah. even you don't have to say anything and I'm gonna say fan. All right. So here's the facts. He has at least one win in his first three, 13 seasons on tour. Jack holds the record at 17. So that's something that could potentially be broken by, by DJ here in the next couple years. Um, I don't see DJ slowing down in any, any way. So getting one win per season seems yeah. completely reasonable for four, uh, four years in a row coming here. Yeah, I can't see DJ not winning. One. Yeah, unless so happens like you know. Right. Yeah, unless he gets injured or something. His brother has been um, his caddy since 2013. Yeah. He's the fifth highest paid golfer ever with 68 million dollars. Wow. I mean, he has 13 hole in ones. 13 hole in ones, solid. Mm. Well, fan, obviously fan. Who does? Yeah. If you don't like DJ, there's something wrong with you. Honestly. Yeah, I, I completely agree. DJ's the man. He has a very like unorthodox like looking swing, but he absolutely pounds the golf ball. It's unorthodox, um, but still like it's beautiful still. Oh, for sure. It's just his wrist. Like when you see his wrist like oh. at impact, you're just you like, ever, what you is happening? His right swing, the top of his backswing displayed next to uh, Victor Hovland's backswing. Yeah. It's so similar. It is very similar. It is very similar. And Victor's gotten huge, bro. He's like oh, bulking he's, up. Dude, he rips he rips the golf ball. He rips does. the golf ball. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh so yeah, fan. Huge fan. Big if, fan. Big fan. You're uh, legit. There's something wrong with you if you don't like if you don't like DJ. As a golfer, you can whatever as a golfer. you think you have to admire the golf. Yeah, he's married to Paulina Gretzky. Um, he loves to party. 
big Coke guy. So maybe back in the day he was. Yeah, he was a big Coke guy. So uh, big partier. He looks like healthier now. He does. He looks. He does. After he fell down the stairs, that was a (laughs) that was a big uh, turning point for him in his life. So (laughs) lit up partying and he fell down the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. I doubt he was partying the night before the Masters. Well, maybe he was. Who knows? Who knows? The DJ DJ don't give a shit. DJ's out here doing whatever DJ wants. That's true. So our next guy is Rory McIlroy. His dad bet two hundred dollars um, on him in Vegas at five hundred to one odds that uh, his son would uh, win a British Open within ten years, and he won. So that's pretty cool. He named his dog after Ernie Els, and nice. uh, he made his first hole in one at age ten years old. Wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, uh, again, that's one that like you really just don't even have to say anything, and that's a fan because yeah. Again, if you don't like Rory McIlroy, there is something wrong with you. He has yeah. he has the most flawless textbook golf swing ever. Like th- sure. th- flawless for flawless. sure. It's he does, and he's such a likable dude. Like all of his interviews you're just like wow this guy's got it all together you know calm cool collected his accents absolutely money you know there's there's just nothing not to like about him he's never had a scandal of any sort he's now turned into a family man with his with his kid there's nothing not to like about Roy McIlroy it does suck that he hasn't been able to get over the hump and try and get win some more majors and stuff but you know so I think it's going to be coming soon I, I think he once once he breaks through and uh, I think another one will come shortly after that. Um, it's, it's crazy, like the margins by which he was winning those majors, also. And now, it, he just, yeah, he's the youngest player to ever get to four four majors. So, but yeah, once yeah. it's been a been a hard wall for him to try and huge, try and get over. Huge fan, huge, huge fan, huge fan. You gotta be, you gotta be. So our last guy here is this week's winner. We're gonna do Kevin Na. He's made thirty three million on tour. He has five tour wins. He does that awesome uh, walking the ball in putts. He's been on the tour since 2004. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's been on tour for a long time. He's from uh, South Korea and he came over here when he was like seven years old and turned into a U.S. citizen at 18. So, wow. Yeah. Holy cow. I got to say, nah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm a fan, not, but I had to say, I had to make the joke again. So I'm a fan, huge fan. He's funny. Yeah, he is remember, funny. Remember when he, uh, when he got in that big thing with his caddy, he, he was trying to hit some crazy shot out of like the right rough on this one hole. And uh, the caddy's like over the greens dead. And he's like, it's not going to go over the green, Kenny. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Dude, he was okay. He had some crazy shot. He was trying to hit like a 40 yard slice, like some okay. 170 yard crafty shot. Yeah. Yeah. Some Bubba Watson and, shit. Yeah. And the and the caddy's telling him no, because like it was just some crazy shit. And then he ended up, he so he he like it landed left of the green, I think, like left and a little mm-hmm. back. And he chipped in. Oh. Or maybe it was behind it. He was like, I thought that was dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was dead. <laughs> yeah. But that was There's so, no... the, the throwing that little, like, just saying his name at the end, it's not going to go over the green, Kenny. Like, that just stings, <laughs> man. Wow. 
So. I, I do like Kevin Na. I think he's a very interesting character. Him walking in those putts is absolutely hilarious. That that video with him and Tiger when Tiger was copying him was one of the funnier videos on tour that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everybody kind of like sucked their asses about that. And I just didn't really think it was worth it. It was funny, but like, funny. oh my God, they were. It, it was, gets overplayed for they sure. Were, yeah. They were Any. Anytime Kevin Na is in contention, that video gets pulled up for they sure. Were, they were playing it over and over again on the coverage too. Like, oh, for sure. The, co- the announcers are like, oh, oh, did you see this great moment between Kyrie <laughs> and Kevin Na on the 17th? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yes, I've seen it. It's all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's everywhere, guys. I've seen it. Okay. You guys just played it five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... That's a fan fan or foe for the week. Now let's move into a different kind of a question here. What is one thing that you'd be really disappointed if you never got to experience in golf? Um, Shooting in the seventies, honestly. Yeah. That's a very like basic one. I would also be very disappointed if I never get to go to Bandon Dunes. I really love the the Northwest. So that one's kind of like a dream resort for me. Okay. Do you have any other ones? Um, shit yeah honestly i probably do i have there's plenty of other places that i'll be really sad if i don't get to go like yeah so mine mine is like i'd be really disappointed a if i never get a hole in one with as uh, much golf that's an that obvious I play. same um that I, if i never get a hole in one like i'll be so upset with myself and the game of golf and i think another one would be as if i never have the opportunity to go to the masters that would be really upsetting and my last one would be like if i never had get the opportunity to watch tiger live again that would be that'd be really upsetting yeah i want to i want to see tiger dude the Masters. i would i would love to like see tiger win like a tournament while being there that'd be fucking insane that'd be amazing Dude, the Masters thing, like, I really agree because I feel like that's the one tournament I would really care to go to. Because otherwise, I feel like the TV coverage is better. You kind of go to the tournament for the experience, and the Augusta right. experience is the unmatched one. Like, right. That is the one. So that's it's just that's, so that's difficult great. to get tickets to that. And, like, they overbook it with, like, PGA pros and stuff. Like, if you're a PGA pro, you just get tickets to that. Wow. Like, and then, like, everybody else, if you're just a regular person trying to get in, you have to go through the lottery system. And, like, I know people that have, like, gone through the lottery system for, like, 30 years and have never gotten it. So, like, wow, wow. Like, like, how do you get in? <laughs> it's just so difficult. So we need to turn into PGA Pro so that we get in. That's basically what I'm saying. Or media. So you need, yeah, so you need to get better so we can get – into the masters is what needs to happen here hopefully my girl lauren gets me right on friday yeah right yep she's gonna get you nice and right and you're gonna be on track to be a pga professional yes sir yes sir okay if you uh could be a personal assistant to any golfer who would it be um well honestly i feel like dj would be one of the easiest because it's it would just be like club like if you ever out with him on a course or something like that you know he's mm-hmm. not gonna need anything from you mm-hmm. and i feel like he would probably be down for you to just like bull you know with him and, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. do, you know just be like a homie That's yeah what yeah want for his assistant so that would right. be a great person to do it with i feel i got a couple okay i'll find so, another one after you too i got pat perez yes Yes. Pat Perez would be Our a great, 
great person to be a personal assistant for. He's got a lot of stuff going on with Jordan. So you'd be walking around any Jordan you want. You would, you know, be in his tequila business. Um, Pat Perez is also a funny dude. So you can become homies with him in his house and stuff looks sick. And also Kevin Kisner, super funny. So I'm all about the funny guys. I feel like being a personal assistant for one of those guys, that's just like a chill, really cool guy would be like a lot more fun than just like someone like, I don't know, like a Justin Rose or like a Henrik Stenson or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Dude, I don't know if I would get along with Kevin Kisner, honestly. I don't, I, yeah, you probably wouldn't. I would for sure. Yeah, you definitely would. I wouldn't, and he would probably, he would probably think I was like an annoying (laughs) baby. Like, <laughs> call me a libtard or something <laughs> good old southern boy yeah i remember in this one foreplay at the beginning they're like so what do you do with all that money he's like well give a shit ton of it to trump I'm like no surprise there i guess yeah, no surprise there that's fair i was reading this article that said like they they're just supposed all tax to reasons bro way less of their money in taxes right exactly that's the only reason that's who they're gonna support so Right. When you make that when you make that amount of money, you're voting in so you're voting somebody in office that isn't gonna break take away all your money in taxes. Like that that ends the politics segment. But yeah. We're not gonna do politics on this podcast. Any political discussions are gonna be very brief and um, vague as to not upset anybody. So yes. Right. So other than that, I think that's kind of all we really got to talk about for the week, other than our yeah, our, our five iron play there. It was nice to see you again in uh in Chicago. So hopefully we'll be back there soon and we're gonna make some more content and stuff. But uh we're still waiting on that 10k to drop our merch. We've got some really exciting merch that's coming out that we've made. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming out very soon. And like make we- sure to go check out what was that? No, sorry, go ahead. Finish up. Uh, make sure to go check out our um, our YouTube and subscribe to that. And uh, go rate and subscribe us on uh, on iTunes. That would really help. And just keep listening to the podcast here. We uh, we really enjoy doing this and then talking to you guys uh, every week. So, but other than that, I think that's all. That's all we got, right? I briefly want to just tell the people who are listening to this. We can definitely talk about this. No problem. What is going on with our Instagram right now? Mm. Um, we are like shadow banned. So, ba- all our stuff. Our, our shit, our content engagement is down like 70%. Our account reach is down 98%. Like we're not reaching any new accounts right now. So I don't know if any of the people listening to this may have noticed like that the posts are not doing as well lately, but we are doing everything we can to try to get that figured out and just kind of get the grand busting again so that we can get those 600 followers and then give you guys, this, give you guys the merch. We need 600 oh, more followers. That's it. So we got samples on order that are coming our way. So you'll be seeing us uh, wearing it pretty soon. And like I said, it's, we've got some exciting stuff on this merch. Um, yes. We've worked really hard on it and um, the website's super cool. So once we get to that, that 10,000 mark, uh, we're going to be uh, dropping the merch here real soon. So keep an eye out for that, but uh, make sure to go rate and subscribe um, on uh on iTunes and uh, subscribe on our YouTube page and uh, we'll see you guys next week. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We got our worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all.